0: Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you are looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay. I'm just back from USA Archery's Indoor Nationals. I'm going to just talk about different layers of coaching. So as I said in the intro, I'm back from USA Archery's Indoor Nationals. So USA Archery does their indoor national tournament in multiple locations throughout the country over about seven or eight weeks so i actually went down to lancaster pennsylvania and shot my olympic recurve which is my primary discipline when i shoot the most Um, shot that in lancaster back in january this week was the location in fiskdale massachusetts where my son shoots and most of the team shoots that i coach so I went up there and I shot my compound for the first time doing that. So, And as far as my shooting, in both cases I shot okay. Um, I had the same score actually this year as I did last year for my Olympic recurve. Would have liked to do a little better. Uh, again, everything going on plays into it. Uh, and I don't beat myself up, um, which is what I'm going to go into on a lot of this talk. And then as far as shooting compound, um, I do shoot my compound. I do shoot it well um now with that said i'm not definitely not in the top tier when you talk about the top tier archers at compound or even with the recurve but uh, i don't practice my compound the way i do my recurve i tend to just pick it up shoot it at events and i'll shoot it at the club here and there i mainly use it for field and 3d so it's a completely different style of shooting um so I don't sit there and and tune everything and hone in my form and my equipment as much with my target setup. Um, but with that said, um, I'm happy with the way I shot. So can't complain there. So as far as coaching, um, when I coached at the high school, I had asked a bunch of the coaches. I'm going to separate coaching into three different sections. Uh, and then there's going to be something else I touch on as well. Um, you have the skills of the game. So, in a team sport and, and even in an individual sport, how you hit the ball, kick the ball, throw the ball, pull the bow back, release the bow, and whatever sport you're doing. Um, and then you have another dynamic on the team sport of how are we going to play. I mean, you can also do it in some some individual sports. Uh, am I going to play more aggressive? Am I going to play more of a counterattack? Am I going to be more offensive-minded, or am I going to be more defensive-minded? So that's the team strategy, the X's and O's of the game, as opposed to the individual skills that a, a player or an athlete needs. And then the third one is what I refer to as the locker room, the mental game. And you're in the locker room. It's David and Goliath, and you know you're not Goliath. How do you get your team to get out there thinking that they can do it? And that mental game is big. How do you, especially with youth athletes, how do you get them to not quit when they're having a bad day? How do you get them to uh, complete the the whole tournament or the whole game or or whatever and not, not give up? I mean, that is a huge part of coaching. I remember when I coached my kids in youth soccer, so in our youth uh organization that we had. It was a local rec league. Now they were both um good enough. Uh I'd say more so with Brian where I could have put him on a travel team and paid nine a thousand dollars and had him go travel all over the state and all over the northeast. Or I paid fifty bucks. I coached him. I knew he was getting coached well and he had fun with his local friends. So we did the rec league and U8, U10, U13 and I would always get the question by the parents as to how come your kid gets to play goal all the time and and my kid doesn't. And I said, your kid can play goal anytime they want. And one, my kid's good, so he's going to always play. And with that said, he was the starting keeper in high school. He went on to be on the college team as a keeper. So there was that dynamic where I was the coach. I mean, so this is a little part of I'm the coach. A kid's going to play where I tell him to. But I had... Every intention to play every kid wherever they wanted to play like I said I'll put your kid in goal I don't care if your kid gives up one goal no goals 17 goals they give up 12 goals and we lose in 13 to 1 that doesn't bother me but as a coach now your kid cries in the backseat of the car you don't come next weekend because your kid thinks he stinks and he doesn't want to play anymore that's on me as a coach so there's that mental game There's, there's working on different things there's again not giving up, not beating yourself up. And I had uh, an adult athlete I mean, send me a message over the weekend just saying how I mean, they never shoot as well in, in competition. They do great in, in practice, but then when it comes to competition, they fall apart, and maybe they just shouldn't compete. Well, this person happened to be a a, a high-level athlete at the high school level and was used to winning. So even though you're used to winning in this sport, you might not be as good in that sport or that activity, yet you still beat yourself up and you can't do it. I mean, I tell people all the time, as far as archery, and I actually did uh, an episode I titled it Every Arrow Counts, where even if you're mathematically, uh, yeah, episode 122, so about five, six weeks ago, um, every arrow counts. So even if you're you have a goal set for yourself that I want to score this amount of points and you get to the point where... You are mathematically out of it. You, there's no longer enough ports, points on the table for you to get there. You can't just quit. You don't just hang up your bow because you had a bad day. You, now those remaining arrows in that tournament are preparation for the next day. So like in this case, we had two, two tournaments in one as far as the kids were concerned. They shot on Friday for Joe Ed Nationals, and then Saturday and Sunday was USA Archery's Indoor Nationals. So if their Joe Ed National Day wasn't going well, you know what? Now I'm going to use the last six ends and 18 arrows or so to prepare for tomorrow or same thing. I mean, everything's divided in in terms of achievement pins. If you want to look at those, you had, they had a total of six games, I mean, a, a Three, two, 300 rounds on Friday and then two each Saturday and Sunday. So again, if you have a stinker in the beginning, it's like, you know what? Let me get through this. Let me use the next three ends to get through end 10. Let me prepare. And now I'm going to give it my all on the next one. And same thing. Even if the whole weekend was a mess. You know what? This isn't going well. I'm ha- Let me just work on my form. Let me get whatever score I get. So next weekend when I shoot the state championship, I'm going to prepare for that. Every rep you make is preparation for the next event whether that's shooting the bow and archery whether that's trying to make a sale uh, as a salesman and, and you're given the sales pitch you're practicing for the next sales pitch you give and for the next sales pitch you did you go back I like to use step 11 on, on the shooting steps and I asked my son what's step 11 and he just like kind of rolls his eyes step 11 is feedback you give me the feedback so we give ourselves feedback all the time okay what did I do different here what did I do different there what can I change? What can I work on? What can I make more efficient? And the mental side of coaching is absolutely huge, it, it, especially at, at the youth part. Uh, and that's one thing. And we have a team of six coaches right now, and there's a couple others in the club that work with the with the kids. And and I, I've said this, I and mean, with the different levels of shooting, the different styles of shootings, the different age groups that we have and the different experience level you need someone to do everything and I, and the other day one of the one of the members of the club he's not one of the coaches but he's a high level shooter he's won i mean national I mean, tournaments and he came in and he was looking at someone's form and he asked oh is he shooting this type of release or that type and I told him, he goes, yeah, he's punching it. And I said, yeah, we've been telling him that. And he could see it through his head. He can just tell by his form, not even seeing his hand, not even seeing his release. And he went and helped him out with it. And by far, he would be the better person to work on that release. Now, I shoot my compound well. I've won some, some tournaments in, in the state shooting my compound. So it's not that I can't do it and don't know it. But I'm going to tip my cap to the guy that's better than me and say, yeah, here, work with him. And, and that's one of the things. We have coaches that their strong point is getting the little kids comfortable and, and not giving up and not getting frustrated. Use your strengths and, and work on that. And like I said, one of the biggest things for me as a coach, and this was at the high school level, this was at the youth level, this is with the archery program, the mental game is big. Not having someone beat themselves up, not someone having someone quit, and one of the things, and this is where for me personally, I have to divide dad and coach. And with both my kids, I've always been in coach mode. When it's time to play, when it's time to practice, when it's time to, to prepare for competition, I am working with them as a coach. And I'll be strong as a coach, strict as a coach. Once the tournament was over, if they had a bad day and they need dad to, to give them a hug or talk to them, no problem, but in the middle of it, It's Coach. So Dylan, my younger son, has been struggling big time. And part of it was we switched his limbs from 30 pounds to 34 pounds because he had to go from the short limbs to the medium limbs. And it was just too much weight for him. So in a complete dad mood for me, I went and bought him new limbs. I just went and bought him the cheapest things he can get just to get him through the weekend. And he'll use them throughout the next month or so for the remainder of the indoor tournaments. And then we'll see what we do outdoor. We got him last Friday, or now in this case, Friday a week ago. He shot with him twice. Shot with him Monday at class. I went and worked on him in his form on Tuesday, and then the tournament started Friday. Each day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, he shot over a hundred points better than he did in a tournament a week uh, last month. So going to a limb that he could handle the weight. And the biggest thing for me is that he never gave up. He never quit. He would have been willing to struggle with that heavy weight because we've worked on the mental game. We've worked on the don't give up, the don't quit, and you you just make it all the way through. And then on top of that, he never showed signs of frustration. I mean, I could see it. He's my kid, so I can read him, but there was no outward frustration, no outward anger or upset or disappointed, and obviously he was disappointed. His scores were nowhere near where they should have been or where they were, and even with this past weekend, he didn't shoot as well as he was beforehand, but again, 100 points better each day compared to a month ago once we made that equipment change, and that was with minimum with minimum preparation. Again, just the time, bottom a week before major tournament. But working with your athletes and coaching – the mental game is just as important. There are so many athletes out there that have phenomenal skills but crack under pressure. One one strikeout, they're done. And one fumble, they're done. One I and mean, miss on the target, they're done. And we have to work on that. And especially for youth coaches, I mean, we have to remember to work on that. And then even from parent's standpoint, we have to work on having our kids enjoy it, have fun. And I told one of one of the athletes that was not having a good time, he had an equipment issue a month ago, and I said, you remember when Brian was there, my older son? Again, he's in college, he's not shooting, picked up his bow twice since last August. He came and shot the, state, the Joe Ed State Championship, and he went into it with, I'm here to see my friends and to have fun. I'm not in here to shoot my score. And he would have liked two more points. He would have liked to crack 500, but even with that said, he would normally shoot in the 550s, and but he went into it mentally prepared. to I'm here for a social event. I've been away at college. I haven't been shooting my bow. I'm coming in to see my friends, spend some time, fling some arrows, and go home, and he didn't beat himself up, which, again, preparing. Now, that was a tough thing for Brian to do because he's always been very competitive with himself and, and within the sport, but we need to prepare our kids to to enjoy it, to not mentally break, and I've seen parents just absolutely awful. I've seen parents in the middle of I an mean, indoor soccer games literally yell over the boards down to their kid that, oh, you suck. I mean, that's not the way we talk to our own kids or our athletes. I had another mom, I mean, come up to a kid at a U10, so nine and ten year old baseball players. I mean, I don't come up here all the time to see you there. Just watch the ball. You better start swinging because the kid struck out looking. So at the end of the game. I talked to all the kids. We lost, but I talked to them. I said, hey, anyone ever been to the Baseball Hall of Fame up in Cooperstown? Anyone? Raise their hand. I said, do you realize that the baseball players that are in the Baseball Hall of Fame have a 300 batting average? That That's like going to your parents with your test with a big fat F stamped on it and a 30 and being proud of it. And the best players in the game fail 70% of the time. And I looked right at the mom and she knew that talk was for her, not for the kids. We can't beat up our kids when they have bad days. We have to have use that mental game. Prepare. Okay, we had a bad day this day. What did we do? Okay, listen, we were leaning back, I mean, we were swinging a little late. Let's work on this. And I we're dropping our elbow on the shot, whatever the case may be. But we work on it, and we prepare day-to-day, but not giving up, not allowing our, our kids to give up. To, to make it through. I mean, especially on team sports. I mean, if you're on a team sport and you have other people counting on you, I mean, what would you do when you have your car in, in the shop and there's four people work on it because it's this big project and one of them just gives up and that owner calls you and says, your car is going to take an extra week. One of our guys just quit. You'd be very upset. So if you'd be upset, your car's going to take an extra week to be fixed because someone just quit and gave up. How could you ever let your kid just quit and give up and not be upset about it. So now there's times when it is time to take a break. Mental breaks are good. You, you know I always support rest physically, mentally, or emotionally. But if you have a season, you, you let them know we got to complete the season. I mean, obviously injuries are different things. But we complete the season. We complete the tournament. We complete whatever we signed up for, especially on a team situation, because there's other people counting on you. Like I said, you would be upset if we told you your car had to wait an extra week because someone just decided they weren't feeling good and they didn't want to do it. You can't let your kid use that same excuse then. You can't, it's got to be good for everyone or good for no one. So make sure we work the mental game whenever we're working with our athletes, with our clients, everything, and then work in our own, remember every rep we make, whether that's shooting an arrow like i say every arrow counts every swing counts every play counts every sale pitch counts we are always preparing for the next opportunity we have so nothing's ever a waste take the time you have if we're mathematically out of it for this time use the remainder of this time to prepare for next time i hope you guys enjoyed this one and we'll see you next week shift mindset podcast is for entertainment purposes only While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset. And also visit the PowerShiftMindset.com. Thanks again for listening to the PowerShift Mindset.